0: CP for three is back. I'm starting here again with Japery Media. We are so pumped to talk about NBA basketball. Some huge things have happened in the past week. How are you doing, Jack?
1: I'm doing good, CP. I mean, yeah, that really big thing you're talking about is Zion Williamson finally made his NBA debut this past week. He has played two games so far against the Spurs and the Nuggets, and they were two very interesting games. Not gonna say they were great games. Not gonna say they were bad games. They were good games. Christian, I want to hear your initial thoughts on those two, two the two first games.
0: Zion's first two games were honestly a lot better than I thought he was. Coming into this year, I honestly had Zion to be a... Su- I knew Zion was going to be a superstar. I just had that feeling after seeing him play at Duke. I thought there was no way he could bust. He was too likable. He looked like he worked too hard and played with such a swagger. But after being out with four... Being out for four months, haven't played any game since. only played one game in the summer league against the Knicks. I was honestly a little skeptical. I thought he was going to have a little bit of a hard time adjusting to the NBA at fir- just at first, say, first five games or so with the new speed, new team, and everything. But he, honestly, he played a lot better than I thought. In his first game against the San Antonio Spurs on national TV, so everybody's eyes are watching, literally, he had 22 points, 7 rebounds, and 3 assists. I honestly think that's an outstanding game, especially he only played 18 minutes and he went 4 for 4 from the three point line. Coming out of college, Zion was not a three point shooter at all. That was probably one of his biggest question marks. He cannot shoot. But then Zion really showed that he's not as bad of a shooter as everyone thought he was. In fact, he really can play no matter how long he's been gone. Jack, what did you think about his first game?
1: I'm not going to say I'm so high on his first game as you are. So you, you're you pretty much saying he's a like a three-point shooter now. Just because he went 4-for-4 four four in his first game ever, you can't really say he's a three-point shooter. Like, that's just one game. Like, Zion a few weeks ago against the Lakers— I mean, Giannis, sorry. Giannis a few weeks ago against the Lakers went 5-for-5 five five from three, or hit five threes. That does not mean he's a three-point shooter. He hasn't even come close to that since. So we don't know. If, obviously, we don't know if Zion is going to be able to keep that shooting up. I mean— And then two nights later against the Nuggets, he went 0-for-1. So it's not like he was, like, um, showing off his three-point shot there. So I'm not saying, like, we all knew three-point shooting was, like, one of the lesser part of his games. So, I mean, it has to be seen, like, what Zion is going to be able to do with his three-point shot. But I will say that game, it was impressive. But before that, let's say that never happened. That 17 points in two minutes, I mean, Zion ends up with 10 points. It's, I mean, it's his first game back in four months. He's playing against professionals who have been playing, NBA basketball for four months. They're way more conditioned than he will ever be this season. So it was going to be a challenge for him. But those that three-point shot really helped him get those stats up for that first game and really created created a great storyline. Even if he, as you said, didn't have that
0: 17 points, I still think 10, seven, and three after being out for four months, never played NBA game, is still an amazing start. But if for a guy who's 285 pounds and jumps off the gym, but my biggest thing with Zion is though. Can he play it that way? Because it's no secret, Jack, that John is out of shape a little bit. How do you think the Pelicans are going to um, be able to
1: develop him, really? It's going to be tough. I mean, we know he only played 18 minutes that first game. Second game, played 21 minutes. So they're kind of gradually increasing how much time he is playing. So I think that's really where they're at right now. They can't, they can't really do anything about the weight. If, if, as long as he doesn't get hurt then i don't think i think i think the weight thing is fine i mean i know there's so many people like charles barkley and all these nba analysts are so critical on the weight and it might be a problem but we're not doctors but if he didn't he hasn't gotten hurt yet it's been two games and he's been really effective and his weight and just his strength in general, because when he when Zion posts up, especially in that second game against the Nuggets, he's completely going to be able to body these guys and get to the basket so easily, because Zion is only 6'6", it's not like he's 6'10", 6'11", so these other guards who are 100 pounds lighter than him are going to have to switch on him and try to guard him in the post, but they're not going to be able to. So, I mean, the weight could be an advantage, but I really don't know. If if, if it becomes a recurring thing with these injuries in the knees, then yeah, okay, then, he's, then he needs to shed some weight, but... If he gets through this rest of the season playing these limited minutes and not getting hurt, then I don't really see the problem. Honestly, I honestly agree with you now that
0: you mentioned that that uh, we're not doctors and we're not the medical staff training on Zion. Zion's been playing at this weight his whole career. If you watch his high school highlights, he's been 275, 285 pounds forever since he was 16 years old. This isn't new to him. It's not like he just grew or just put on a ton of weight, had one had one of those uh, growth spurt summers. But the thing with Zion, though, that I honestly don't think it's going to be an issue, as most people say, is his injury history. His injury at Duke, that was so preventable. He, the shoe broke through, and because the shoe broke through, his ankle twisted. Obviously, there was going to be some sort of issue. His injury in the summer league, okay, he hasn't played a lot of games in a while. Maybe he's bound to get injured and not play. The Pelicans were being precautionary. Zion said he would be playing much earlier, but they wanted to ease him into some NBA practices yeah, before him. He could
1: have backed, been back early December if it was up to Zion with that meniscus and If you saw him in the preseason, he looked great. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it's just the Pelicans. I mean, Zion is literally their entire future. They can't afford for him to get hurt anymore, because like, the Pelicans really have nothing going for them. They they have some young players, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, obviously, but Zion is way bigger than they will ever be. And if Zion keeps getting hurt, that means just it's just bad for the NBA and bad for the Pelicans. So they, they can't afford for him to get hurt. So that's why they're doing everything in their power, to keep him healthy, even if that means only playing him 20 minutes a night, because clearly Zion can put up good good points. I mean, he had 22 in the first game in 18 minutes, and then he had 15 in 21 minutes the second game against the Nuggets. So it's not like Zion is like doing, doing bad in these limited minutes, and it's not like the Pelicans are really playing for anything, because they are only 17 and 19. I mean 17 and 29. They're not going to be competing for a playoff spot this year, unfortunately. So that means Zion can play, no pressure, I mean, even though everyone's watching, but it's not like they're fighting for a playoff seed. So there's really nothing to lose here.
0: Honestly, I honestly think that this is the perfect situation for Zion though, because he's able to grow with Brandon Ingram as having a breakout year, and Lonzo Ball, who low-key has been having a breakout year yeah. also. And just one more thing I want to say about Zion: I read the other day that he gained nine pounds of muscle in the off-season workout. If he's, con- if he's able to continue to put on that weight and honestly just get stronger and turn that fat into muscle, we shouldn't have any concerns about a weight. Zion, you're going to figure it out
1: yeah just his strength offers him such a, like a unique way to play the game i mean zion even said himself like everyone's so critical of me but no one is it just no one has ever seen this type of body like zion like he's new like no, there's never been another player like him like you can compare it to lebron but zion is just it's the whole t- whole different type of game there like zion it just no one has ever known how to guard him. No one will ever know how to guard him. So I think Zion could be that next kind of revolutionary player, almost like Steph Curry was with the three. I mean, we've never seen someone play like this. So we're just going to have to see if Zion can continue this throughout these next few games, If he, how many, how many minutes he gets with the Pelicans monitoring it. But well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, exactly right. But I'm so excited to see Hazan's play turns into career. He has that chance to be a once-in-the-generation type player like LeBron or Kobe or NJ was.
1: Yeah, and uh, maybe, who knows, maybe next year Zion could be an All-Star. But talking about All-Stars, I think, I think we want to mention our own teams that we are going to be, that we picked. Our teams, not what we predict the teams are going to be, but the teams, if we had the power to choose, those are, th- these are the players we would pick for our team. And so I'm going to list my team right now, and Christian's going to react to what I have chosen. So here we go. I'm going I'm to start off with my Eastern Conference All-Star Starters. My two guards are Ben Simmons and Kemba Walker, and then my forwards are Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, and Giannis. I want to start off with Ben Simmons because he was left off of the actual team a few days ago when they announced it over Trae Young. So one of the reasons I just have Ben Simmons over Trae Young is because I value winning much more than individual stats. I just want to get that out of the way right now. Not taking away anything from Trae Young, we'll talk about him talk about him later. But Ben Simmons, what he has been doing. For the 76ers, since um, since Joel Embiid has been out, is really great, actually. Ben Simmons, he's been averaging, the past 10 games, he's been averaging 21.2 points, 10.2 rebounds, and 8.2 assists without Joel Embiid the past 10 games. And he's been leading the Sixers team, which is really average this year. Would you agree? It's not, I would agree the Sixers team is very average. Not, not like it was last year not with... with, with- Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy Butler, size. J.J. Redick, I mean, this Sixers team, shooting. it's really not anything special, and especially without Joel Embiid, it is an average team, average team at best. Ben Simmons has been leading this team to a 29-17 record, 6th seed in the East right now, so that's why I would have him over, not saying Trey Young isn't an all-star, but I would have him as my starter, just because the way he plays, his physicality, I just love it so much, I'm having it as my starter. Then moving on to Kemba Walker, I mean, I don't think there's an argument here, would you agree, Kemba Walker? Starting? Uh, no, I don't have Kemba Walker starting at all. You, you wouldn't have him starting? No, I don't have him who, starting. Who would you have him start over him?
0: Trey Young and Ben
1: Simmons would be much. Oh, so best you, would, you would have Ben Simmons? Oh yeah, I would have Ben Simmons. You yeah. would have Ben Simmons. Okay. Yeah, just not.
0: Oh, definitely an All Star, but I don't know. Like uh, I like, yeah. like Trey Young better than Ben Simmons. I like his game better, and his Trey Young's team isn't even comparable to Kemba Walker's team. So,
1: right, well, Kemba Walker. Reason I have him starting again, I value um. I value winning much more over individual stats. Celtics are thirty and thirty and fourteen. Kemba Walker's been averaging twenty two points this season. It's really like it's really a new Kemba Walker scene. He's finally winning. Cause think about it, Kemba Walker used to be the Trey Young. He Kemba was, Walker was the Trey Young. Yeah, yeah. But
0: then it's just the. I always say this: as soon as the player gets a team and they start winning, you just can't be like, oh, this and that. Like Trey Young, if he had a team, he would
1: be winning. I guarantee you. That's where I want to bring up the point. Like every, All of these analysts that we've talked about, and us even, we ch- we had the Hawks as a sleep for the eighth season. How we de- we whiffed on that all Because today. we really saw that this team had young talent that had the potential to break out. They had DeAndre Baker, Cam Reddish, Kevin Herter, but these players have really just been god-awful this season, and it's been kind of embarrassing. And the reason Trey Young, in my opinion, has been putting up these stats is just because these Hawks have been getting blown out by a lot of points I mean they have the worst point differential in the entire league with minus 9.7 points per game average so that's the worst in the entire league so pretty much what happens is in the fourth quarter the Hawks are down by 20-30 points Trae Young just starts shooting and shooting and shooting and that's how these stats have been getting so out of hand with Trae Young not 29 points per game nine assists per game I mean that those are really good stats but th- this Hawks team has just been the worst team in the league by far worse than the Warriors by, by a long shot, in my opinion. I mean, they have not been good. Christian, I know you disagree, I, I, you disagree okay, the with the Hawks. Me on this. Are,
0: yes, you are 100% right. They are an awful team. Pretty much, they're honestly worse than the Knicks. The, war, the Knicks have been the past few years. They're worse than the Hawks. It's just honestly hard to deal. But the thing is, Trey Young is a sophomore in the NBA and he's averaging 29 points and 8-9 assists. That's insanely good to me. No matter what team you're putting up these stats on, you still got to put the ball in the basket and he's not inefficient at all. And the reason, maybe the reason he's putting up these stats is no one else to shoot the ball because his team isn't good. So Trey Young is doing everything he can to win games. If Trey, I'm telling you, if Trey Young had a little bit of a better team, he would be. There would be no one debating over an All Star just because his young team with an average age of like 24 years old isn't winning. We should devalue Trey Young's All Star starter status. That's just my opinion. I put individual for the All Star game, I in awards and stuff. I care more about stats than winning.
1: I just want to make it clear. I don't ha- not have Trey Young in my all-star All Star right. team. He is on my bench, most certainly. But honestly, the All Star team, like individual stats, it's but this is up for debate. It's at at a point. I want to say this. It's at a point. Individual stats, like Melo on the Knicks, for years the Knicks were awful, awful. But they weren't 15th seed in the East with 11 wins going into the All Star break. They had about, they were in the teens, maybe the low twenties, not in the playoffs. Maybe the eight or nine seed. Many many years Carmelo did this, but he was he was a starter for many years. That's because his stats and that and that losing they balanced out a bit. They weren't the worst team in the league by far, and their team kind of played defense. This Hawks team plays no defense. Trae Young plays no defense at all, and it's not, it's, yeah, okay, his team has no talent either, but it's not like they, they should they should have 11 losses. They should only have 11 wins at this point in the season. Like I said, the Six—the Sixers team, Ben Simmons, it's not like they're super talented. They're way more talented than the Hawks, but it's not like they're a Giannis team, like the Bucks. It's not like with Chris Middleton and all of them. So, I mean, it ha- you have to, like, take it into consideration. And I know it's impressive that he's only a sophomore, but that sh- also shouldn't be taken into consideration when for an all-star starter because it doesn't matter if, he- if he's only a sophomore. It's not like, oh, since he's only a s- sophomore he's only- and he's averaging 29 points, that's more impressive than Ben Simmons averaging 21 points per game in his fourth year. I mean, I understand that he is only a sophomore and it's impressive, but, I mean, we can't—I'm not going to take that into consideration for a starter for me. Trey Young, I mean, as I've said, his team is just performing way too poorly for me for him to, for him to not for him to be a starter. And I would just put Ben Simmons and Kemba Walker starting just because of their how they've led their, their teams to success.
0: You bring up good points, but if you're trying to have an idea of um, who should start, who should not start, it's all up in interpretation. I personally think that these games judge individual players. If they judge teams, obviously Trey Young wouldn't be a starter, not a question. If you factored in uh, team success. But his stats are too glaring, in my opinion, not to put him as a starter. There's no one else putting up even close to it.
1: But do you think if you put Kemba on the Hawks, he wouldn't be averaging 29?
0: Kemba, was, Kemba on the awful Hornets teams he had, was averaging the same points he is now. It's but just they, they, were, just they, were, they
1: were never the 15th seed, let's take that. They, they were not good at last all. Last year, last year the they, Hornets were the 10th seed. and They, they, they
0: were in many years. We were 13, 14,
1: 12. But Kemba wasn't always an all-star, we have to remember that. He's only been like a three-time All Star, so Man- Kemba's early years. Yeah, his the- stats
0: were not as good as Trey Young's are now.
1: Yes, but. Again, they're the 15th seed, and if you put Kemba or Ben Simmons on this Hawks team right now with no talent around them, they would easily be averaging 29 and nine, just like Trae. Trey ben is.
0: Simmons were not average. Or, I guarantee you, Kemba, Kemba Walker's not even come close to that career Neither has Ben Simmons. Neither of them do stuff as well Kemba, as Trey Kemba,
1: Kemba has averaged 28, 29 multiple times in his career. 28, 29. J- yes, on in his career, man, on the Hornets, that Hornets team with no talent. Yes, that, yes, you can look it up. But I mean, what I'm saying now is because because Kemba Walker was on this Celtics team with such great talent around him. Like, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, um, Ennis Cantor, he can't average 29 points per game. He can only average 22, and they're actually winning games while he's doing this. I, I really don't understand, like, Trey Young, 29 points per game, but they only have 11 wins. So, that 29 points means nothing, because they're not winning games. And half of those points are just from him shooting threes. He's not even, like, playing the, ba- like, the basketball that we'd like to see. So, I really can't, like... In my mind, have Trey Young as a starter just because that 29 points, yeah, it's really impressive. But again, this Hawks team is always down. Worst point differential in the NBA. They let, the, they let up the third most points in the league. But then you
0: keep bringing up Trae Young's team. We're not talking about him himself. This is a Trae Young award. We're not giving but the Hawks the all-star team. That's
1: also partly his fault that that defensive team is so bad. Like Trae Young is not going to. Trey Trae
0: Young never was... No one ever held Trae Young to a high standard of defense. They, he does what they, he needs to do extremely well. If he needed to defend really well, he would. But he, he can't
1: and carry the offensive load. All right, I mean, I think we're going to have to move on from this. In my mind, I just can't have a player who leads a team to only 11 wins at the All-Star Breaks starting on my team. So, so far, I have Ben Simmons, Kemba Walker, and in my first forward spot, I have Jimmy Butler. He was also left off of the actual team, and instead, instead Pascal Siakam was put in for him. Christian, do you, do you have Jimmy Butler in your starting lineup? Jimmy Butler in my
0: starting lineup? That's a tough one. Uh, no, I have Pascal Siakam. Puts You're- up better stats. Again, the stats. I mean, I care more about stats than team. T- it's a t- basketball. It's a team game. When you talk about winning championships, we're talking about
1: awards. It's a, it's a player sport. Yes, but Pascal Siakam has also missed eleven games this season, so that is one. Oh, of it's
0: the- not like he's missed as many as Kyrie Irving has, which is, he's been out practically the
1: whole year. But again, we had. I'm not gone saying Kyrie's not, Kyrie's, Kyrie's not an all star.
0: I'd say Kyrie's an all star, but like people, I guarantee there's still people that think he should. be. If
1: you're all-star. missing eleven games. And Jimmy Butler and Pascal Siakam's stats are almost identical. I'm gonna have the player who hasn't missed eleven games.
0: What are they averaging? Which Jimmy Butler? Are Jimmy averaging? Butler is
1: averaging about 20, 20, 21 points a game. He's not averaging the most points in his career because this Heat team just every guy can step up. So he's not averaging like the stats that are, but it's only like three points less than Pascal Siakam. He's averaging about the same rebounds.
0: But it's not like the Hot the. Um, and the Heat the have Raptors better. are that much worse than the Heat. I know uh, the Heat have a better the, the record, but the, the Raptors are
1: right there with him. I know. I can average
0: averaging more points, so it's not like it's a huge debate. This one, I know, but again, you go either way. Again, to be honest.
1: if someone's missing eleven games and they have very similar stats, very similar records, I'm gonna have the player who didn't miss those eleven games due to injury in my starting lineup. Just because I'm not saying Jimmy Butler is a better player than Pascal Siakam, but you miss eleven games, you're you're not gonna be in my starting lineup. I'm not saying you're not an all star because Pascal Siakam is an all star on my bench, but he is not in my starting lineup for the only reason. Of him missing 11 games, I'm sorry, but it just has to be like that.
0: Agree to disagree, I guess. No.
1: Okay, moving on. Giannis, I don't nothing much to say. Nothing there. to say. Bucks are 40 and six. That's really amazing. He's averaging 30, 13 and five. I mean, arguably his best season to date, even though his past seasons have been great also. Yeah, he's a starter. He's a captain. So I'm just say. And then my center is Joel Embiid, even though he has missed. He's missed about thirteen games this season. Like played very well in
0: all those other games. He wasn't. Yeah, and And his team wins a lot of games.
1: You can't leave a top ten player out of. um, Especially when his team is winning while he's there. It's
0: not like they're losing. Yeah,
1: the Sixers they were having a bit of a down year when he was there, but it's not like they were like atrocious or anything. They were were still winning records. They were still in the playoffs. You can't can't leave Embiid even though he's missed many games this season. You cannot leave him off the team because he's he's the top ten player in the league and he hasn't missed like a Kyrie amount of games. He's only missed about a month, so yeah, he's starting on him. So, yeah, that that's that's my East East All-Star starters: Ben Simmons, Kemba Walker, Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, we disagreed. Christian had uh, Trey Young in there, and he had Pascal Siakam in there, but yep, it's, no, not everyone's going to agree. So I'm going to move on to my bench, and I'm just going to read through all of them, then we can reflect back on. So first, I have Demonte Sabonis. Then I have Pascal Siakam, Jason Tatum, Trey Young, Chris Middleton, and Bam Abayo. And Bradley Beal, sorry. Almost forgot about him. Seven guys.
0: Okay, so we already touched on Pascal Siakam and, and Trae, Trae Young. Young. Yes. So, Demonte Savonis, yes, he's an all-star. Even though he's aver- he's averaging the quietest 18 and 13 in the history of the NBA. And the Pacers are doing very well this year. So, you can't not put him on there. He's he's a his lock. Defensive, also, yeah. his defensive ability yeah. is just insanely good. If you like it or not, he's, so, a, he's a lock no he's, matter what. If you don't know who he is... He's having awesome year. Very yeah. quiet, though. Most people probably wouldn't even know who he is. If you don't know who
1: he is... Know who, know who he is. Who he is because, Jason Tatum. Yes. I'm
0: extremely, extremely, extremely critical of Jason Tatum, but this year he is an all star. He's very efficient. He's averaging close to around 20 points a game, six rebounds, and around two assists. Uh, the Celtics are winning. Uh, even though I don't care as much about winning as stats, um, what he's doing is,
1: is, is really showing. Um, Do you have. Jalen Brown oh, over Jason Tatum or not at all? Not at all. Because Jalen Brown's not a consideration. There is he. Some people have had Jay, um Jason, Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown over been, Jason Tatum.
0: If you watch his Celtics play, though, Jason Tatum is so much better. Jalen Brown gets a lot of. Uh,
1: that's that's why I have Jason Tatum in here. I mean, he's his playmaking ability is far superior to Jalen Brown's. At His all right defense now. has gotten a lot better Yeah, yeah and Jason Tatum, again, not, this is not an all-star thing. Like, this doesn't shouldn't matter, but he is only 21. Like, that is crazy I was averaging 21, 22 points and 7 rebounds this year. And he's become the second man to Kemba. That is really impressive. And the Celtics, no one really considered them contenders this year. Not saying they are yet, but, I mean, they are they're, a top-four team in the they're East. They're a
0: lot better than everybody thought, than Jack and I thought they were going to be. Yeah, so... We, mean, them, we didn't even have them as pretenders. In our,
1: uh, yeah, that is series. correct. So Jason Tatum, I mean... Props to him. He's gonna be an all star this year. Should be. Definitely should be. Would be on my team. But yeah, Jason Tatum as an all star, not a starter, but on the bench. And then we can move on to Chris Middleton. Usually, yeah.
0: Yeah, Chris Middleton's an all star. Same, he's same, too old, good not same to be. old,
1: reliable. He's been doing this for years. Nineteen and six. About his third straight year, he's done this. He's always been. He's been an all star all those years. He's done it. Bucks are forty and six again. Like, yeah, he's on the team no matter what. I mean, if you don't like him, if you don't think he can be that second man on our championship team, it doesn't matter. We're not talking about that. It's the all-star game, and he should definitely be on it. Then after that, we got Bam Abayo. Sorry for mispronunciation. But even though he um, he is, again, very, very quiet, I would say, like Sabonis, he is averaging 16, 10, and 5 on this Heat team. That is 31 and 14. And I think you just have to include a guy like Bam. I I'll, I'll admit I haven't watched much of him this year, don't know much about him. But him and Jimmy Butler have really led this Heat team. It's such a great record to be second in the East. And like, if you're second in your conference, I think there needs to be two All-Stars, no matter what. Considering the East is very weak, and there's, like, no other guy that really could be replace him, I think Bam is just – he has to be on the team, no matter – if you don't like his stats. But that, that team record right there is just too much for me to ignore. ignore.
0: Yeah, Bam of value, I would put him on the All-Star team. To be honest, there's a- – in Jack's subs here, I'm gonna read them off. He has Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie, Zach Levine, uh, Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon, sorry, the, um, and Dinwiddie. But the thing is, I wouldn't put any of those guys as all stars. But if I had to pick one, have to it a Adebayo. He's been playing too well. Like Jack said, extremely quiet, and I, mean, I haven't watched much of him also. But if you, from what I've seen, I've heard his defensive impact is huge. He's a big guy in the locker room. And to me, that stuff's important. He's showing that he's improving, improving, and his team is winning. And even though he's not putting up some stats as like some other guys would, would put up, he, he plays
1: too well not to be. For the last guy on my um, Eastern Conference... Some people are not going to like this. Eastern Conference All-Stars is Bradley Beal, which is... Um, he, he's been playing very well. He's kind of like a Trae Young. He's averaging 28 points, um, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, on a team that is probably very similar to Trae Young's, as I said. But they are significantly better. They do have about 17 wins this year, the Wizards, on a team that I would argue has less talent than that Hawks team. Less talent, I want to say. And they have a better record. So I think that really gives props to Bradley Beal. I mean, he's, he's been stuck on this Wizards team for a really long time. They've been pretty bad for a really long time, ever since John Wall towards Achilles. And, I mean, he did sign, sign an extension a few months ago, so clearly he wants to stay on this team, on this bad team. But, I mean, yeah. There's no one else I would replace him with 20. Bradley
0: Beal plays too well and puts up too efficient numbers not to be on the All-Star team. Yeah, and
1: it's not like it's not like the Wizards are the 15 seed like Trace, So
0: free Bradley Beal. If you could put Bradley Beal on a team like the Bucks or maybe the Lakers. Yeah, true. But I don't know if that's a different scenario, but I think he valued Beal once he gets freed is we're really gonna see, people actually uh, believe that he's an insanely good player.
1: So if we're talking about snubs, I wouldn't really call any of them snubs because I made this team, so I, I know who I want to be on my own team. But I mean, I just want to mention Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> he was going to be um, on my team until he got hurt. He missed almost twenty games this season. He was averaging seventeen four four and seven assists per game. He was playing really well, but that, that again, I'm, I'm taking injuries into consideration. That's the reason Pascal was not in my, in my starting lineup. So Malcolm Brogdon, I'm sorry. You're not going to be an all-star this year. Maybe you will be on the actual team, but on mine, you're not. And then you also got to mention Spencer Doody. He's been doing his best to lead this Nets team. They're only 18-25, and 25, though. Not good enough record for me to put him on there. Yeah, and again, Kyrie missed, as you said, missed way too many games this season, and for some of his comments have been very questionable. Leaving one off my team. And Zach Levine, he's kind of like a Bradley Beal, Trey Young type of guy. He's averaging 25 points per game. Really similar. Similar record to the Wizards. But, I mean, you can't include all these guys who are on awful teams with, and have good stats because Zach Levine really is the least efficient out of all of them by far. And that Bulls team just really has been a mess.
0: One thing that I feel like people are going like, to yell at us for for having, leaving Zach Levine out is that Zach Levine doesn't play the way Trey Young or Bradley Beal play. They play where they get to the rim, shoot a ton of free throws. Horrible shooters. Trey Young and Bradley Beal play a smooth game, which is what the NBA is now. It's three-point and ball movement and cutting the lane. Zach Levine doesn't. None of that. He's get to the rim, do a crazy highlight, and be a horrible shooter.
1: Uh, I would I wouldn't say Trey Young plays smooth. He's, he's shot. Some of his shots can be very questionable in my opinion. The way he plays
0: though, he's. He's very shifty with the ball. That's what people want to see. They don't want to see Zach Levine just go to the rim 40
1: times a game like the James Harden. I'm honestly fine with it. There was a one game he had 11 threes this season. He's a very fine shooter. Just he's very
0: inefficient though. Like he, you
1: said, the you, John Winston went four for four in his first game. Doesn't mean
0: he's a shooter. Or Giannis.
1: Yeah, 11 is more than four. But again, there are only 12 spots on the team, and Zach Lavine, sorry, they are not going to make the cut because Trey Young and uh, Bradley Beal. Those, those are you can only have so many guys on on the team on the All Star team that are play on awful teams. So yeah, you're not making the cut. Think it's time to move on to the West, and I'm gonna say my starters. They're exactly the same of what they actually are, and they got picked. It's James Harden, Luka Doncic, uh, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. I, really, there's nothing l- I disagree with yeah. at all. It's no arguing here. Luka is just insanely good. No, yeah, I l- can't even like Luka. He could ar- be
0: so good someday.
1: Averaging twenty-nine, nine and nine. He's already so one day. He's already great. I think he Maybe a, not one day. Yeah. I mean, like, legendary great. He's been lead, lead, he led the Mavs to a 28 16 record. I mean, Kristaps Porzingis mm-hmm. has been out for 10 games, which is really crazy. That Like, Lucas, I don't think this Mavericks team is good at all, to be honest. Lucas' team's been being able to do this. Yeah, you were really down on them before the season, I remember. But yeah. I mean, everyone was. Luca,
0: I just didn't realize how good
1: Luca is. Luca, you
0: could debate now as a top five player in the league. Which I is thought crazy. the Mavs
1: were going to be um sleeper team from an eighth seed. Well, they're, they're a 60, fifth seed right now, actually. So you got James Harden in there. He's been struggling recently, but he's still he still averaging a crazy thirty six points per game, and seven assists, which is just ridiculous. And the Rockets are twenty eight and sixteen. They kind of bit be, have been underperforming. You could say the Rockets, but not enough for to leave James Harden off the starting lineup. Then you got Kawhi. He's averaging he's oh uh, he's averaging about twenty four points per game this season. Uh, the Clippers are thirty two and fourteen. Then you got LeBron and Anthony Davis. Lakers pretty probably first or second best team in the league behind the Bucks, maybe. The Lakers are thirty six and nine, and there's really no arguing with LeBron and AD, they're just a great dynamic duo.
0: Yeah, exactly. The Lakers are really showing that they're I think they're the best team in the NBA right now.
1: Yeah, so for the West starters, not really can't really argue much there, but the bench is when the controversy starts. My first guard I have on my team is Russell Westbrook. Hate him or love him. He's still good. I'm sorry. He's still good for the past ten games. He's been averaging 33.6 points per game, nine assists per game, and nine rebounds per. Or sorry, 8.7 rebounds per game. And last night, he have he had 45, six, and ten against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm sorry, but that he's been performing great ever since James Harden has started to do bad. It's like when one of them plays well, the other one doesn't. I mean, that's fine because they both fail of off nights, and the other one just does great. So, what's Westbrook? Honestly, still elite. He's still on my team. No matter how efficient he is, he's still, the West still needs him.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you, Westbrook. I honestly can't stand the way Russell Westbrook plays, and he's not easily not one of my favorite players in the NBA. But I can't deny that his stats are too good to be on the team, and his team is winning some games.
1: Next up is Damian Lillard. You could honestly say he I is...
0: Damian Lillard has never not played well, which is crazy. And he's been on some really not good teams. Yeah, the well, the players just have been well. They've they have have been, been doing good. good but the the, of the talent they've had, I wouldn't say they I, was, I wouldn't say that team last year was good enough to be in the Western Conference Finals. They weren't good
1: enough, but they were probably the most talented team they've had in a while. And they yeah, did, yeah I would agree with you on that. They did get l- Dave Loward always
0: steps his game up when they, he needs it.
1: Trailers got lucky last year against some bad matchups, easy master matchup against the Spurs in the first round, Nuggets in the second round. They got kind of lucky with that. I mean, they did play well against the second seed Nuggets team, or no, sorry, Spurs, um, yeah, Yeah, second seed Nuggets team. But yeah, the Blazers, um. They, they are struggling this year, not to say to say the least. They are 19-27. It's been tough for Dame considering they had such great aspirations for this year because they, went to, again, went to the Western Conference Finals last year. But you could say Dame is kind of like the East Bradley Beal or Trey Young. But, I mean, Dame, he's been a, uh, an all-star for many years now. You can't leave him off the team after he's averaging 28-7. and seven. That's very similar to Bradley Beal's stats. And it's not, and the triplets are only like the ninth seed. You can't really leave him off the team considering there are no other guards who I would have over in over him. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. Alright, next up we have Oh, sorry, we have um Chris Paul, my third guard on my team. I know he hasn't been averaging the greatest stats of all time. Seventeen point one points per game, five rebounds, six assists. I mean six rebounds, sorry, and five assists. Um but yeah, this Thunder team has really been a pleasant surprise this year. They are 27 and 19 this year in the West, the 7th seed, and no one really expected them to do well. And I know that's not a factor in the All-Star game, like how much you expected a team to do well, but considering that Chris Paul, after last year with the Rockets was such a disappointment, has come back and been able to lead this um, Thunder team in the West to a 7th seed has been truly remarkable to me. And it's not, again, stats isn't everything. This Thunder team is doing well enough for Chris Paul to be an All-Star for the first time in like three years. I would agree with
0: you on Chris Paul, just for the fact, if the Thunder weren't winning, there's no way I would put him on. But the fact that he's able to lead this team... Oh, no who, way, no who, way. Who even is the second best player? Shea Gillis Alexander?
1: Dennis Schroeder? Dennis Schroeder. Adams? Yeah, who, you know, who even yeah. knows the second
0: best players? And I know his stats aren't the greatest, and I just went on a rant about putting uh, stats above wins, but his team... The, the, the team that he is the best player on Is doing so much better than everybody thought they were going to do Like if Chris
1: Paul wasn't on the starting team They'd be probably the worst, the worst team in the league
0: The worst team in the league The fact yeah. that we can't even name him the second best player is Is a red flag right there And the fact that Guys like Devin Booker who you may put on Devin Booker puts up Devin Booker is one of the most inconsistent players in the league Okay he averages around 28 points a game But he's extremely inefficient And
1: his team sucks So I'll do, you, do you have on. Devin Booker in? They are the 10th seed no, nah, I don't have Devin Booker in. You don't have Devin Booker in. Okay, nah, I that's don't. very interesting. I don't either. But I mean, it is very close. Next up, my fourth guard, Donovan Mitchell.
0: I agree. I love Donovan Mitchell. I mean, there's any way you can't put him on the team.
1: The Jazz are 31 and 13. Really great surprise. I mean, him, Rudy, Bojan Bogdanovic, Joe Inglis, Those guys have all been balling this year. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is averaging 25, four and four. The Jazz second in the West, That that is honestly crazy. That's it, They're kind of like a pleasant surprise, like the Heat are in the East. Like, no one expected those two teams to be second in their respective conferences at this point in the season, but they are, and each of those two teams is going to have two All-Stars because I'm also including Rudy Gobert in my All-Star team. He's averaging 15.6 points per game and 14.5 rebounds per game. Like, Rudy Gobert, he's never made the All-Star team. We've all seen his reactions of him crying when he doesn't make the team. But well, this is of the year where he better make it or else it will honestly be the biggest all-star snub of all time because it would be a truly awful if he didn't make it because this Jazz team is something special we finally got this year.
0: I would agree with you, 14 rebounds a game and 16 points while arguably being the best defensive player in the league. That's insanely good. I think he's averaging around three blocks a game, so I don't understand how you can't put him on the all-star team.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really crazy. And then next up, I, I think we talked about this earlier, you might disagree with me. I have Nikola Djokic on the team.
0: Nikola Djokic. I think last year Jokic you can make a case that he was the best son in the league, honestly better than Embiid, but if you watch Nikola Jokic this year, his stats are down and he is nowhere near as good as he used to be. For some reason he's not as good as a passer, shooter, everything. He looks dazed when he plays. He kind of looks a little out of shape, even not saying he's never looked like that his whole career, but he doesn't play with that same fire anymore. And the Nuggets team is the same team. It's not like they have one guy who just all of a sudden broke out averaging like thirty points a game. Nikola Jokic is the leader, and for some reason his stats are down. The Nuggets are a little bit worse than they were last year, so it's a, it's it's a direct effect of him. And I don't see how he can be an All Star when you have a guy like Kahlil Towns who's bawling out right now, twenty six points a game, ten rebounds and four or almost eleven rebounds and four assists for a center. That's really good. And it's. Even though the Timberwolves aren't doing as much, there's you can't say Cat's defense has stepped up big time. There's nothing that you could say Cat doesn't do that Nikola Jokic does better. So you do not
1: So you do not have Jokic on your team? No, I don't. I would respectively disagree. I would com- totally have Nikola Jokic on my team over Karl-Anthony Towns for two factors. One, Nikola Jokic, you could say he's having a down year, but I mean, he's averaging 19.6 points per game. Last year, he only averaged 20, so 0.4 down, not by much. So he's averaging 10, 10 rebounds. His start to the year was horrible, though.
0: First 15 games Not how he
1: started. It's about how he finished. He's averaging 10 rebounds, same as last year. Six assists. He's always been in that range. He's been a great passer this entire year. And the Nuggets are the fourth seed. They are 31-14. That is the same exact record as the Miami Heat right now. And if we're including Bam in our East starters, who's averaging 15 yeah, but in, about, are, in about in about but Towns isn't
0: in the East though? When you have guys putting up much better stats, I know,
1: but Nikola Jokic is putting up much better stats, and bam, I'm definitely including him in my, yeah, in my team. The, the, All-Star also game con- is, the
0: All-Star game is broken down into conferences. You're also not considering that
1: Carl Anthony Towns has missed about 15 games this season, and the, and then the Timberwolves are again. I don't play. 30. I don't have
0: injuries play a big role in my decision. No,
1: 15 games. So then why isn't Paul George on your team? Paul George because he because he also missed half the games. Paul George, yeah, but Paul Paul George, I think that and he has like, better
0: stats than Cat. Better stats, than... yeah, but he's not. Is, what is it? The front court, they call
1: it. Is yeah. Paul George considered front card? Yeah, they're both they forwards. Because the centers are pretty much the forwards. Okay, I sorry, I did not know how the exact thing worked.
0: But Carl, I think Colin did to bring up better stats than Paul George.
1: They're identical pretty Paul much Ge- identical. Paul, Paul George Paul, is averaging about twenty four I will give you this. He is Paul George has been has been much less efficient this year. But that is probably because he's come came back from shoulder injury, which is very tough, and which is why he's not on either of our teams. But if you're going what <laughs> if you're basing it off of like if you're not taking injuries into account, I know you had Pascal when you're starting the lineup. I did not have have him on mine because of the injuries. But if you're missing fifteen games and your team is the fourteenth seed, you are not on my team. I'm sorry, but it happens every year. There were years in the past where I remember Chris Paul was injured, didn't make the team when he should have. Like Dwayne Wade was injured, didn't make the team when he should have. I'm sorry. Currently, he'll make it next year, but you were hurt for too much, too long for me. I can't have you on my team. Especially right. especially over Jokic, who's been who's been hasn't gotten hurt this year. and He's averaging. Same stats he's always been, and last year he was a starter. Jokic, I mean, he's—it's really.
0: But if you watch him play, you can clearly see that he's not as good as he was last year.
1: I'm sorry, but the stats are the same, and we were we were in love with him the past three years. He started last year, All NBA first team last year. I can't I can't not have Jokic on my team over Kahlil Towns, who hasn't played 15 games.
0: Injuries and st- injuries and winning is your thing. Stats is my thing. Yes,
1: but I I'm kind of confused with these these injuries because. But it's injuries, not like he missed injuries, 35 games. Been injuries,
0: two. It's so, not like you put like, Zion on your team or injuries something. Injuries
1: do play a part in the all sorry team. I'm, so, if, I'm sorry, but they do. Like you, they, they, Carlinghounds is probably not going to be on yeah, the team. I'm not, I'm
0: not debating that they do. I'm saying what I think should happen.
1: You think? Okay, fine. That's, that is fair. I'll give you that. But I think in the final two... Brennan Ingram, I, I do think we both agree on this. Yeah, I'm
0: honestly so happy that Brennan Ingram has broken out. I've been saying since he got drafted, he was going to be a superstar in the league, and he looked not as good, not that good with the Lakers. And finally, on the new team, the Pelicans, he's one of the best players. You can honestly say that he's one of the best scorers in the NBA this year.
1: Yeah, Brennan Ingram is one of the cases where team isn't good, stats are good, kind of like, again. But he's having a breakout year, though. So. Yeah, I mean, breakout years, that isn't an all-star criteria for me, but I mean. 27 he's having,
0: points a game. No, eight.
1: that, that – it is a breakout year. It doesn't, but it does. I'm not looking at past years. I'm looking at this year alone, and his stats this year alone, or or what, what putting him on on the team now, even though he wasn't nearly as good last year. Stats this year, yeah, he's an All Star. Forty percent from three. That is way up from last year. Only 22 years old. That is impressive. And I know the Pelicans are only 17 and 29, 13th in the West. But I mean, Brandon Ingram. There's no. There's really no one else I would have to have in over you. Then okay. Last spot that comes in. You said earlier that you wouldn't have Devin Booker on your team. I it, it's really splitting hairs for me between him and Demar Derozan, but and it really could go either way. I'm probably gonna change my mind five times from now until the teams actually come out. But right now, I'm gonna have to give it to Demar Derozan. And I know everyone's kind of forgot about him. Like, really, have you forgotten about him?
0: I don't think about him at all. No. Ever, everyone's <laughs>
1: kind of forgotten about him since since they're on the Raptors and then also LeBron all the time. But Demar Derozan's averaging 22.6 points per game, 5.6 rebounds per game, and 5.5.2 assists per game. And he's shooting 53.6% from the field, 28 from three, but he only takes like .4 threes per game, so that stat is kind of irrelevant. But in the last 10 games, he's been averaging 33.3 points per game. And the Spurs have kind of seen a resurgence. They've kind of they've won a few games in a row. They are the ninth seed in the league in the West now, and uh, they've kind of been playing better. They're 20 and 24. And Demar Derozan, like he's very similar stats to Devin Booker. Devin Booker is averaging 26 points per game, four rebounds, six assists, 50% field goal percentage, 36 from three, way higher than. Derozan obviously, and you could really go either way. And I really don't know what I want to do. I'm putting in Derozan, for the matter of fact, that the Spurs have won one more game over the, over the um, over the Suns, but that could change in a, like a week or so. But really, I don't have a strong opinion over Demar Derozan and Devin Booker. What about you, Christian?
0: I, this one's really tough to be honest. I think I'm gonna go with Demar Derozan. Cause agree with me? Yeah, I'd agree with you. It's this, it's really hard though this one. I Honestly if they I wouldn't be upset if either of them made. I can't I'm not I don't lean far enough on one side.
1: I think Devin Booker should figure out how to improve his team enough before he makes his first all-star team. Because that's the reason he hasn't, he could have, like, if you looked at his stats last he year. He could have probably have an
0: all-star second year in the league. If you
1: looked at his stats the past three years, I, I mean, if you do blindly, yeah, he's an all-star. This team is, again, 15th seed, which is, again, why I'm low on Trey Young. But, because Devin Booker was the Trey Young the past few years. We say Kemba was, it's actually popped in my, it was Devin Booker. And that's why he wasn't an all-star in the West. Also because the West is way more stacked with talent than the East ever will be. But, yeah, that's why he hasn't been an All-Star. And I don't think Devin Booker, I mean, he still has years to go. I wouldn't be mad if he made it. But again, if I'm picking my team right now, it's DeMar DeRozan. So for my snubs, I have I would have Booker and Carl Anthony Towns. Christian, you don't have Booker either, but you have Kat in. So yeah. I guess your snub would be Jokic. But, again, not really snubs because we chose around teams.
0: Well, yeah, it, the All-Star game is debatable every year of who should make it, who should not make it. But just one last thing, I think Jack and I can both agree with this. We need to fix All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend used to be the most fun thing in the NBA with all the skills challenge, the three-point contest, the dunk contest. I honestly hope the NBA can come back this year with a fire weekend because that's what we all need.
1: Yeah, I also think They should really get rid of this position basketball because you didn't obviously he didn't even know it was a thing it shouldn't be a thing. The position doesn't make any sense. It shouldn't be.
0: Paul George, LeBron plays point guard, but they have him at
1: the front court. Yeah, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be. It should just be voting of the West and And the East. East. No positions at all. Like remember a few years ago when DeAndre Jordan made the All NBA first team as a center. It that that really angered me like a lot because he didn't was off not even that good that year and like again like if obviously Joel Embiid would obviously still start in the east even though he's a center but like then you could have more centers in, in, on the team so it's just positionless basketball now like it, Brad Stevens even says even says it for the Celtics they don't play position basketball they play positionless basketball so there really shouldn't be any positions and especially you know, in all-star
0: voting cuz the fact that I didn't even know what that yeah, words defined exactly. is
1: and uh, this year you know they're doing the voting again we uh, this year we can see like who picks. Who, who, yeah who picks who and it's we can like we can see like who 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 gets picked the last. That's what we really want to see who gets picked last. Adam, I sense. think we
0: all know who's going to be picked last. Who do who do you think? Monty Sabonis.
1: Oh yeah, eh, yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe maybe him or Chris Middleton. Yeah, so. It's definitely going to be someone in the East because the East is way weaker. But yeah, hopefully that adds another sense of drama to this whole weekend. I think
0: that's what we need, though. Yeah, we, oh yeah, totally. We need I mean, I just want else. to say, Dwight Howard's back in the dunk contest, so we already have some hope for All-Star yeah. Weekend. Yeah, I, mean,
1: I don't know how that's going to go, considering he's way older. Hopefully that he, he still can
0: jump. Hopefully doesn't embarrass himself <laughs> by trying to
1: do something he can't do. Zach
0: exactly, would come back to the dunk contest, same with
1: Aaron Gordon. That's what yeah. we need. John Moran already dropped it, already uh, decommitted, so that's not good. But oh well, I guess we'll see what this weekend has to store. We'll definitely talk about it again when the weekend's done. Uh, We we will definitely also react to who the NBA puts as their bench players on the team because we will certainly both disagree. But yeah, considering all this, that's our team. Let us know if you agree or disagree and what your team would be. And I guess we'll see you next time on the CB4.3 podcast. Peace out.
0: Signing off.